Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cloud and Clear. I'm Miles Ward. I'm CTO at SADA. This is our podcast for bringing business and digital leaders, innovators in the cloud technology space together to think through what's next. How do we help everybody take advantage of the superpower that is Google Cloud and the broader innovation in this digital native ecosystem? I'm just really excited for this one. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I want to introduce you to a colleague, employee, coworker, collaborator, partner, innovator, buddy of mine, Dan Isla. Dan, say howdy to everybody. Hello, I'm Dan Isla, VP of Product at Itopia. Itopia? Tell me more. Itopia. So, uh, yeah, Itopia uh, is a startup based out of Miami, uh-huh. um, Google Cloud exclusive partner, and we build solutions built on GCP to help people be more productive using cloud infrastructure, specifically with uh, with automating Windows deployments. And uh, I joined Atopia uh, almost a year ago, uh, coming from Google, yeah. your team, the solution hey, architects. Hey, wait a minute. I was at Google too. How does that work? <laughs> so look, we, you know, we've been at this a long time. This cloud computing thing's an awful lot of fun. Dan and I have been trying to punch our way into customers, big and small, help them uh, take advantage of all the platform tools that are there. And I, I think it was, you know, fairly early on in the, you know, your journey and us working together, kind of post your years at NASA, where, you know, VDI and 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 sort of helping customers get access to a tool system that was consistent seemed like a repeating problem. Happened at big companies, small companies, all over the place. Is that that what the focus is right now? Is that where you're headed? Yeah, the uh, you know the coming from cloud in the very early days, working at the Jet Propulsion Lab, I spent almost eight years there. Um, having access to cloud resources was was pretty difficult, and so we're trying to leverage this compute power that you have outside of your local data centers, um, and trying to make it accessible and useful to people. Uh, not only was it a nat- natural transition to to Google, but to um, to Google Cloud in general, you know, we're trying to make build products that, that make it easier to consume cloud, to be more productive in a work from home environment. Uh, it's been pretty uh, popular <laughs> lately, to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, you said magic words there, like you know, trying to make it so that cloud is easier to consume. I've never heard anybody put easy and Kubernetes into the same sentence before. <laughs> and yet there we are. Like, how does Kubernetes tie into what you're doing at Itopia? Yeah, so uh, at Itopia, uh, I started a project uh, actually at Google as a solution architect called Selkies. And Selkies is a open source platform for orchestrating workloads on Kubernetes. Uh, so Kubernetes is typically a platform for running microservices uh, in a distributed fashion, make it reliable and easy to operate. Uh, Kubernetes itself is not easy to operate, um, but that's why Google has GKE, uh, the uh, Google Kubernetes engine, um, take away that pain. But it's still a large, complex project that you need to wrap into larger abstractions. And so Selkies does that in a way that makes it possible to run uh, stateful workloads for users in Kubernetes. In particular, we're, we're delivering the entire developer environment through containers. Um, so Selkies orchestrates that and makes it possible to make sure the storage follows the user, sets up the entire IDE, ma- delivers it to a browser in a secure way, and connects with all the services using Google's networking services like VPC peering, Cloud VPN, to make it accessible to your on-prem or private resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I watch a lot where companies that are coming from, uh, you know, either Office or going further back, Lotus Notes, or, you know, having to pull together the tool system for a class of their workers, right? For for Office kind of products, that's knowledge workers. But the, you know, I think it it's never been more complex to assemble the tool system for developer workers. That class of folks needs a zillion tools. They all have to work together in a way that's coherent. And, you know, at every step in that, you're trying to figure out, okay, what complexity can I walk away from? Like, okay, we're going to do all of this on our laptop. No place but that laptop. This is the only laptop where everything is. You don't change anything about that. With with spaces, you 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 store all of that configuration consistency of experience, make it programmatic, deployable, easy to, to get to compliance and consistency, but do all of that in the cloud so that now you don't have all this physical dependency on components. Is Has that been the core value proposition for customers that they want to hear that now that, you know, somebody loses a laptop and they're not toast or they can, you know, they can help people, you know, work and across diverse devices or is there another big value prop that's the critical piece? That is a major component of uh, what Spaces is, and Spaces is the, is the productization of the open source Selkies project, making it a fully managed service that you can consume and pay as you go. Um, and uh, yeah, it, basically we're codifying and making the developer environment consistent, installing all the dependencies. That's like usually the worst thing. You know, you clone some GitHub repo, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I need like Node 12 or something, and like some random version of Redis. You're like, this doesn't exist on my computer. But if you run a space that has all of that pre-installed and pre-configured, um, you can very quickly jump into an entire complete environment and, and it just works. And your enterprise admins can pre-configure these environments with everything a developer needs on day one or even hour one to start being productive immediately because they can onboard a team that may be offshore, um, give them a login just from an email, give, and as long as they have a web browser, they can securely connect and have their entire environment ready to go. When you think about, uh, you know, I remember reading sort of VC pitch deck materials and content about how to tell what, what one of those digital natives was, what that felt like. And the, you know, one of the core, uh, you know, indicators is that software developers are able to get in and be productive on the first day. And like, I remember, you know, reading really earlier stuff from Facebook talking about, oh, that's the critical thing is you got to get developers able to be able to push right away. Uh, at, you know, but if you start to translate into not the most bleeding edge, the, you know, the brand new startups that don't have any of this legacy, don't have any dependencies, don't have any offices, don't have employees in a bunch of different places, getting to that same promise, how do I, how do I get to an environment, you know, immediately in a way that's reliable, is probably a lot harder for them to achieve. So having something like Spaces closes that gap. For, for you know, uh, what are the different kinds of customers that you're seeing adopt the product? Is it, is it, uh, you know, shops trying to catch up or, or you know, is it a even mix across digital natives and enterprises? What's the balance look like? Uh, we've, seen, we've been seeing a lot of folks uh, come in the, with interest in trying to create a secure and accessible way for their employees to be productive, either when they're in the office or remote. Mm -hmm. uh, with spaces, you can, you know, seamlessly close your browser on your office computer and open it up on your laptop in this exact same environment. And the, also the code doesn't leave the environment. So you don't have to worry about, okay, if the employee takes this, this IP home, you know, where does it go from there? Right. No, it's all self-contained and, and, uh, and streamed to your browser. So you don't have to worry about 
exfiltration uh, concerns there. But uh, yeah, folks trying to you know transform into a more digital, consistent environment is pretty popular. You know, we want more con enterprises want more controls over what's being installed, what versions of things are installed, and how you do that that and just like setting up in a developer environment is so difficult yeah. sometimes i don't even know right like what the developers need and so they're trying to not only gain that understanding but make it you know very seamless to enable people to be more productive mm -hmm. yeah we i remember we had a whole set of new developers uh come into our team uh you know and days in uh you know very happily producing you know new content new code making their pull requests all this absolutely into a now totally deprecated uh you know set of source control that no one else had permissions to anymore and they're kind of like this is really a quiet place they don't dev that much i guess and and you know then we had to grab all of their work and pull it across into a new environment there's all this tidy up like that kind of logistics each one of those steps is a productivity risk but also of course a security risk an ip risk that uh you know i know in your in in the work that we've done together with some joint customers, so great customer of ours, Newstar, uh, super 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 uh, focused on making sure that we were keeping, you know, security at a very top bar. Uh, you know, initially in the project with us, they you know absolutely demanded that we run on uh, you know on AWS workspaces, and it took us you know days and days and days of sort of working through you know because they had multiple different teams inside one company, they have multiple different dev standards, dev environments, IDEs they expect, source control tools that they're using. So it wasn't just one space that they would have needed. They need multiple spaces to accommodate a business built by acquisition and M&A. So, you know, those kinds of complexities are a place where, you know, especially for shops like us, consultancies, it's such a huge benefit to have this self-contained, hermetically sealed little environment where that developer experience lives. Yeah, and you can take those developer environments and move them per project. So as a consultancy company, you can have an entire space that's just for one customer mm -hmm. and then create a whole new one or clone that one and, and iterate on that. And so you can, these are lightweight environments. They're built with containers, which mm -hmm. have a principle of being very lightweight, flexible, starting up fast, shutting down fast. Um, so it becomes uh, yeah, very powerful and, and it's very simple to configure the environments. You know, folks, uh, typically don't want that burden of infrastructure. Sure. You know, that's the reason why Amazon Workspaces, you know, while it may solve part of the problem, it doesn't have that orchestration element to it where it's like, okay, and, that's, and it's not developer focused, right? You can't just click and say, I'm a developer, where's my IDE launch? You know, this is that's the experience we're trying to get towards with, uh, with Spaces. Yeah, there was a, Warner put up a big slide at reInvent last week that said, we make primitives, not uh, foundations or primitives, not frameworks. Right? And I was like, I don't know. I think most of my customers want products, not <laughs> primitives. They want they want the batteries included, right? So you had talked to me about uh, one of the technical features for 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 the business folks in the room. This is the time to sort of like check your coffee, make sure everything's working. We're gonna we're gonna go off into the nerd nerd co corner here for a second. But uh, you know, storage. Uh, I've talked for a long time about how I think. Uh, you know, managing and sorting out storage as, as kind of a core challenge in the Kubernetes ecosystem. How did how did you solve storage for spaces? Yeah, storage is like that's where all your data lives. This is it needs to be persistent. It has to work. It has to be backed up. You know, we're leveraging a lot of the Kubernetes ecosystem mm -hmm. 
to, to solve for storage. Uh, Kubernetes has many deep integrations, not only with Google Cloud, but with other on-prem solutions and iSCSI and, mm-hmm. and things, NFS even for shared file systems. Um, so, and by the principles of Kubernetes with orchestrating uh, not only containers, the data will follow that container. So you can shut down your, your session on one cluster or one node in that cluster and bring it up on a completely different node and the storage will just follow it around. Um, for customers that, uh, that may not want their data you know, held in Itopia Google project, uh, we have an option for um, hosting the data itself in your project and we, we uh, use the Google's high-speed network to mount it over iSCSI through the, through the network and uh, into the container environment. So that way the data stays in your project, you know, just the environment is, is run and managed by Itopia. We've been, we've been working on some sort of increasingly exotic Kubernetes and Anthos demonstrations uh, uh, you know, and I'm challenging the dev team with, you know, e- ever more complicated, you know, storage requirements. Uh, and one of them popped up to go, why don't we just run this in a space and forget it and <laughs> make Dan sort it out, right? So, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, no stronger recommendation than that. Um, help me with your, you know, less than a year in, right? You're, you're building fast. You've gotten a, a product out of market. You know, you've you've taken on as a group a partnership with us at Sada. How how is that working? What effects are you seeing in that partnership? Yeah, so uh, one of the greatest things about partnering with Sada is not only do I get to work with you again, <laughs> having a, a great relationship there, um, but also you know some of my former colleagues at Google are now at Sada, so we get to uh, collaborate once again uh, with a, with a great team of individuals and. Um, the, uh, the alliance that we've formed, you know, it ex- it's an extension, of, a natural extension of our sales team. Yeah. You know, we'll be able to bring in expertise in a larger market that we would not normally have access to um, and that you guys are already experts in. You know, they're one of the leading uh, Google partners. Uh, so it, it was a very exciting and natural fit for Fitopia to to reach out and, and partner with Sada. Yeah, I mean, when we started to lay out uh, you know, because there's a hundred different ways we could go to market to try and connect with businesses that were building software as a service. And so many different options for, you know, program constraints and incentives and what kind of structure to build. And it was, you know, I had Itopia in the back of my head the whole time, like, you know, that we, you know, if we build this program right, it's going to make it so that, you know, so that Dan and Lee Brennan and the whole crew, that they'll have a great time. So I'm, I'm, Super excited that we were able to get it to work and for you to sign on, so so we can we can keep working together and you know make make customers happy. Yeah, it's been really it's been really exciting and very fruitful so far, and you know our product's just now coming to to market in a market really aggressive and marketplace, way. right? And like, we just launched on the Google Cloud Marketplace, Sotopia uh, Spaces, and um, and yeah, so we're we're really looking to ramp that up and and uh, not only um, get more customers, but also we're going to be growing the team and, yeah. and finding people not only to support the product, but also the open source projects. So, right. Yeah. That, how has, you know, I, that, that crossover point, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a couple of different analysts talk a lot about this, you know, commercializing open source and the sort of complexities around, you know, keeping promises in the, in the development of open source and, you know, any practices that you follow or, uh, you know, leaders that you're trying to sort of model after and in, in building that project up? We spent a lot of time thinking about this when we were trying to to uh, take it to market. And, you know, a lot of open source is 
um, being open and transparent about what is running under the hood. And some people, for some people, that's good enough. Like, hey, you know what? This is what's powering it. I can look at the code. This is a problem. I can kind of figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is adding value. And that value is usually in the pa- the packaging of the open source project. Mm-hmm. So Selkie is a fairly um, generic uh, platform. It can do a lot of different things, you know, from high performance video streaming, game streaming, developer environment. I mean, there's got a lot of different things. Right. When, things. You, when, when we first got Selkies, it was immediately like, can we get Counter-Strike yes. on this? How fast can we get Counter-Strike on this? Right. Like everybody's firing up Quake servers and going nuts with each other. So, so you know, that games and one other type of media tend to drive a lot of creativity in this right. space. Yeah. There's a lot of different options, but, you know, when it comes down to you know, where do you focus? We, we decided to focus on the developer vertical right now. You know, we may productize other aspects of the uh, the project, but it's really about how you package it all together. You know, put a very simple way to consume it, a very simple pricing model, automate the storage stuff, you know, automate the creation of a cluster. You know, Google, like what you said, you know, cloud usually is made up of a bunch of little components and not, usually not a whole lot of very complete products, but you know, we're, we're wrapping that in a, in a way that it is very easy to consume and it feels like a product that you, you don't have to do as much work, but you always have that open source thing backing it and the community uh, making it better. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of our developer customers, they're probably the best equipped to realize how much of what you have done is saving them real time, <laughs> right? Like they, they know how long it takes to set up those environments. They know what kind of management headache they're signing up for when they take on a project across borders or across multiple different customers. So uh, I think it's a real a real superpower you're bringing to the community. And, okay. and I appreciate uh, the stuff that it's doing in our customers, but I'm looking forward to uh, your broader growth. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, thanks. It's been it's great working with you and seeing the customers you bring to Utopia and, uh, and the partnerships there. Yeah. When it's so one last bit, right? I mean, we're we're in, we're on this journey together, right? And and I, you know, I want to be as direct as I can. Sada is, you know, it's, a, it's on the tagline. We're not making it up, right? We're all in. Like, what else can I do to make sure that you know that our partnership is great? I want to make uh, you know as much of a technical and marketing and sales investment as we can. Uh, you know, out of the stuff that the Alliance program has already provided, is there, you know, what do you want more of? What's been most valuable? What can we do to help? <laughs> um, well, yeah, in addition to, you know, getting our product in front of uh, your customers and doing these complex migrations from other clouds, and those are, you know, critical opportunities to modernize someone's infrastructure and the way they work in general, you know, move yeah. them to the future, not not just uh, an incremental change, but a major change. You know, we're we're really revolutionizing the way developers uh, work sure. in the cloud, and, um, and you know another way to do that is to is to use <laughs> Spaces. Right? Sure. Like uh, Spaces is is uh, it's for developers, it's for DevOps folks, it's for some consulting shops, um, and so it's it's just a way to make your your daily driver, your daily workspace, mm-hmm. ultra portable and uh, and very consistent. And so you know the more folks we have using and giving us feedback, you know it's another you know key thing of the partnership is that it's very we get very close and trusted. Feedback um, could be some of our best users. You know, uh, I take I, a. I will give. I will give you uh, as positive a feedback, and and I think you'll, you'll know exactly where I'm coming from. Like, you you know, 
your product actually works, uh, and the docs are pretty great. <laughs> so we're we're in so many alphas, so many betas, really, really early on in you know in uh, you know in this large technology company's product portfolio. And and let's just say when they get started with the product, you're a little further along. <laughs> so you know we we try to help with with feedback, but uh, you've but, been very helpful so far yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's uh, uh, it is a labor of love for certain, and uh, and it it's a great. Uh, I think it's one of the powerful things about companies that come from an open source origin is that they're already used to this collaborative approach to development and design. It sets them up to be open to feedback and open to constructive input from customers, from partners, from from everybody, as opposed to feeling like, you know, they have this secret proprietary thing and they can't they can't, you know, can't let out the secret sauce. Like you guys are you guys are helping all of us make great sauce. Yeah, everything's already out there, and uh, you know you can see it. The community can can uh, comment and contribute mm-hmm. um, as much or as little as they want. Sure. Um, so yeah, open source is uh, is an interesting space to be. You know, productizing it is is a is a challenge. Sure. Um, but you know, we're making headways. You know, I am the creator and uh, and prime maintainer of the project, yeah. and so you know, there's a lot of control, and I make it. You know, as as Itopia finds things and ways to uh, to make it more extensible, we can just put that in there, and then not only do we benefit from those plug-in abilities, but also the entire community does. Um, so it's a uh, it's a very interesting journey for sure. You know, especially coming from Google, where um, we had a, a lot of different products and yeah. most of them worked pretty well. And uh, but I learned a lot, especially from the uh, the way developers worked at Google um, and the the approach that Google took to security, to zero trust, and uh, and how the code base functioned. I took a lot of those lessons learned and brought them right into spaces. Um, and then, of course, the dog fooding aspect that uh, that Google does constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I make my entire team dog food the the product and use it all oh, the time. Perfect. So perfect. you know we're we're our best user. Oh, totally. Yeah. For for a product that as a developer you can literally use, you know, nine, ten, twelve, however many hours I get. You know, I don't know how much Red Bull goes around in the office, but I'm sure there's some. And you know that that ability to really, you know, serve your own needs first as a, as a developer and, and a, I think a very high performance developer, I think that sets up customers to inherit, uh, you know, all of those little, you know, micro optimizations and improvements, sharpening, you know, shaving off the rough edges that make it so that it's a great experience for them in a way that a lot of the products, you know, in other places, you know, it's very difficult to dog food in that that direct of a way, right? I mean, that's maybe one of the reasons why developer tools are so fantastic is because they're made by developers. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, some of the uh, the companies I really admire that focus on developers are, um, are HashiCorp. Sure. Um, and even Elastic. Yeah. Uh, they have a very deep developer community and they build tools for developers and, and by developers themselves. And so, you know, those are some of the companies I try to model when it comes to, you know, building great tools. Okay. I don't, this may be way off. We we may end up cutting this in in post, uh, but there was a there was a great uh, Google Cloud uh, a blog post that came out now a couple of days ago, that was talking about a pattern where uh, you know sure fine you're using Terraform you're writing Terraform code, but don't just execute those directly. That's nuts. Like bury them into a Cloud Run deployer and make it deploy Terraform for you so that you get all the telemetry, you can do rollbacks, you can stage all of it, you've got markers on all of it. Like, is that, I thought that was a pretty fascinating model. I hadn't thought about doing it that way. Yeah, that's, um, 
the initial Selkies project uh, always ran Terraform for Cloud Build. The, the entire setup is run with Cloud Build. Right now, the project it only runs on GCP. Yeah. Uh, uses GCP, not only Kubernetes engine, but Cloud Build to do all the deployments mm -hmm. and uh, IAP to do identity. And yeah. So it's, it's very baked to, to GCP right sure. now. Someday we might port it to other clouds. But, um, but yeah, Terraform and Google Cloud um, Build are like a match made in heaven. It's like, yeah. it's great. Because yeah, Terraform may, well, it may be a super nerdy dev tool where you run on your command line. Uh, how do you, what happens if you go on vacation? Right. Like who's going to run that command line for you? Right. Where Cloud Build uh, makes it possible to, so anyone to run that and everyone to see what One happened and, and what broke. Because, you know, yeah. it will break. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. given. That is a given. Yeah. Well, look, I, I really appreciate you taking a block of time with us and our audience. Uh, you know, I think, I think what you're building is, is, is really going to be a great product and we're excited to be partnered with you on it. Um, it's uh, 2022 is going to be absolutely thermonuclear. So um, looking forward to working together and getting a bunch of stuff done. Thanks so much. Thank James. you very much, Miles. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.